Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Great to have you with us. Three minutes past five Wednesday mm. afternoon. Don't miss the fourth and final test here on 1116. SEN commencing from Ahmedabad tomorrow afternoon. Uh, Adam Collins and the team will be bringing you what has been unmissable action through the first three tests. You want to be listening early, Keith? Yep. Because if you don't listen to the first two days, you might mm. miss it all. Do you reckon? Do you reckon based on what happened in the third test and? The vitriolic nature of the criticism that maybe no they'll, there'll be some some minor tweaking. No, because it's just take, to have no, it no, not no, as no, extreme. Nope, nope, nope. I okay. don't. I don't think the uh, BCCI will mm. be at all concerned about any of the uh, observation slash criticism that's been coming uh, India's way uh, by virtue of the pitches they've dished up. Hey, there's a new fantasy AFL game in 2023. Game day squad create coach compete. In fantasy footy, be the coach, win, and play now. Uh, we love having uh, mate internet mobile on board. We love chatting with our mates. Pocket change mobile, phone plans with mate. It's crazy stuff. WA one for 149 English. So cheap. 87 from 80. Bancroft 48 from 77. They are about to eviscerate the South Australian attack in the final of the one-day <laughs> championship here in Australia. Uh, talking about champions, one of the very finest, one of the very finest Australia mm. has ever produced. On International Women's Day, had a statue uh, unveiled today. She was there standing by watching it all take place. And I always wonder how that feels when you've got the eyes of the world upon you as you watch your statue getting unveiled. You you wouldn't know. I don't know. You wouldn't know because you have no statue. (laughs) But Sherelle McMahon does, and she's been good enough to join us. And thoroughly deserved. Thoroughly deserved. Sherelle, thanks for joining us. Oh, no worries. Great to talk, guys. How does it feel when you're standing there watching it and, you know, you're in the middle mm. of all the attention and you're standing there and you're waiting to see what it looks like and what <laughs> pose have they got me doing? And uh, t- Take us through that experience. Well, to be honest, I, I did know the pose. Right. I worked pretty closely with the sculptors around kind of what that would look like and, you know, what – bib I was going to wear and what <laughs> shoes I was wearing. So I actually was pretty involved in that process, but I did see it for the first time this morning. Um, and it's, it is a little hard to um, to explain exactly what that is like. Um, it, it was all pretty overwhelming in, in some ways, but it was great to have so many of my family and friends there and ex-teammates to, to celebrate the moment. And congratulations, Sherelle. Fantastic honour. Where... Is it going to, where is it sitting? Where will the statue be? How can people see it? So it is at the front of John Kane Arena. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's the southwest corner. It's, probably, it's kind of at, overlooking Olympic Boulevard wow. over towards um, the Glass House. Um, if everyone knows kind of yes. what I'm talking about there. And so originally I thought it might have been just tucked away a little bit, but it's actually quite prominent. So, I'll drive past uh, that on the. I'm going to drive past that tonight yes. on the way home, and I'll be looking out for it. Yes. I drive past well, that every night. You will see it. You can see it from the road, so you'll be Beautiful. able to give me away. Mm. I will do that. <laughs> and, and, and ultimately, when you see the finished product, did you did it come up as beautiful as you'd hoped? 
Oh, well, look, I've always thought, you know, for a while, Gady, I thought, you know, I'd see photos of myself and think, oh, dude, that's a bad photo. And then that kept happening. And then I thought, no, that's actually just what I look like. So I had to accept the fact that uh, that's what I look like. And I think this is a bit like that. Look, I think um, if they got the shape right and the shooting kind of positioning right, they're very clever, the sculptors. Um, And I think the bigger part of this for me is, um, you know, it's great for our sport of netball. When you think about the number of female athletes who are represented in statue form and um, and recognised in this type of way, there is a real imbalance. And so um, this is a, a step towards that. The Victorian government were really supportive of kind of making moves towards that. So, well, it's all, it is a bit of fun to think about all that. I think it is, um, you know, a pretty significant um, thing for in a, in a bigger picture sense. Uh, it's thoroughly deserved, as Gazy said. So, um, well done and, and a heartfelt congratulations from everyone here at 1116 SEN. We've spent a lot of time today across the various shows, Sherelle, talking about, you know, sport in the context of, you know, International Women's Day and, um, and you know, the various elements to all of that. And we were just having a chat a couple of minutes ago about the evolution in, you know, a couple of other sports like cricket and foot, Aussie rules footy and um, over the kind of past decade. As you look back now, for somebody who played so many games of super netball and represented Australia as often as you did, how has the game of netball evolved since you've retired? Um, oh, well, and that was about 10 years ago, so it has, um, it has been a period of time, that's for sure. Um, and I think for me, I... I it's the visibility that that is a massive part of what's changed and the support that all all sorts of different people give um, give to netball. But the athletes now are paid more than what I was for most of my career, or probably all of it, really, with what their um, what the paying conditions are like now, and that enables them to to train. Uh, every day, it enables more than once a day, and so they're they're stronger, they're fitter. So the way they move around the court um, is is a little bit different. So you get heaps more collisions, and it's more dynamic. So it, it, there has been a real shift and a change in in, um, in what it's been, but it's been great to see. And Andy and I were talking uh, last week about uh, some of the rule changes in the, the Super Netball, and the the story that came out was the the uniform changes. Now I think it's fantastic because there's some girls that uh, apparently were uh, struggling to get involved in the game because they had to wear the the short skirts and those types of things. But there are others in this report that we that read that said, "Well, it looked like a practice session because of all the variations in the uniforms." Do you have a a view at the elite level about what they've done with the the rule changes regarding the uniforms? Yeah, I, I think that's certainly for the, the pre-season tournament, that's for sure. Um, and I think that it has been um, a position that netball has taken kind of a bit more uh, right across, um, not just the elite level, but right down into into the juniors and, and grassroots level because, um, yeah, we, we certainly don't want uniforms to, to be a barrier for, for women and girls to play sport. And the research shows that it can be. The uniform and, and what um, what you wear when you're out there can actually be mm. something that prevents people from getting involved. So, um, you know, to, to have some more flexibility around uniforms, um, I think is a really positive thing. I like the uniformity of the uniform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can say that. So 
I don't know exactly what they'll look like in in um, in the real season, but certainly having some more flex on that, um, it can only be a positive thing. Sure, we're talking to Sherelle McMahon, who um, was immortalised today in statue form. You can see it, and millions of people over the years will see it at John Kane Arena. There's no question about that. As we're talking to you, Sherelle, Josh Inglis just brings up his century in the 30th over of the Marsh Cup final. So we'll keep an eye on that one for 171 Western Australia, Inglis, Inglis 101 from 87. Um, netball was plunged into a, a a big story last year with, you know, the, the Gina Reinhart, the money, the opposition to wearing the name on the, on the, on the uniform and, and the various conversations that came with that. And then, and then Reinhart, withdrawing her sponsorship, you don't wade into the political waters all that often when it comes to this sort of stuff. But as you were sitting back watching all of that play out, how what were you thinking? Um, well, it just was messy. That's what I was thinking. And I, and I kind of wondered whether those relationships could have been stronger within the netball world so that those conversations could have been um, held in a more constructive way and and probably not in the public forum. Mm. I think that that would have been beneficial for everyone. Um, Look, I think it was... um, an interesting one. I I really back the players in in standing for for something that they feel really passionate about. I just feel that the conversations could have been had in a different way, and potentially a different outcome could have been reached if that was the case. So I guess that's a challenge ahead for um, for all sports, really, for, for netball in the context of what we're talking. But I think as we see more and more athletes um, really standing on on their personal opinions and views. Administration have to be aware of that and really um, make sure those communication lines are open and the relationships are strong, so that you can, you know, make sure everyone ha- has mm. a good outcome. Uh, it's a great answer. It's a it's a great answer. Do, do you worry about the financial viability of the game? You talked about what the athletes are getting paid now. That's the standard. It's hard to go back from that. Um, they've set the benchmarks in, in Super Netball now, uh, and from an international perspective, obviously representing. The country, do, do, are you are you forever optimistic and confident that netball will be able to pay its bills? Oh, absolutely. Um, we definitely are. I mean, I think that there's no question that all sports have got challenges, and you, you don't want to keep referring to COVID, but there's no there's no doubt that those years have made it difficult for sports in in lots of different ways. I, I think netball. Um, have have always had such great participation numbers and the grassroots level has always been incredibly well supported. And I think what we continue to see now is that at the elite level is really well supported. You know, the Vixens often have sellout crowds at Don Kane Arena, um, which is, you know, nine or 10,000 people coming weekly, which, which are great numbers um, and, you know, just really good support. So I, I'm absolutely optimistic. Um, but, you know, it's not easy. It's not an easy landscape to, to be operating in. My word, it's not. And in particular for women's sport, I think we've still got a long way to go. But what about the, the, the makeup of the Super League? We've seen some different incarnations of it over the past 20 years. Uh, is the formula right at the moment? Um, yeah, look, I think so. I, I think, as you, you mentioned before, there's been some rule changes. There's been some different ways of of looking at things. Um, but I think, um, yeah, look, I, I love the, the Super Netball. I think it allows some really great opportunities, not only for our local talent in Australia, but also the international talent um, we, we see a lot. And, you know, one of the, the challenges 
um, for for netball is really building the the strength of international netball as well, not just in the super kind of countries, which is New Zealand, England, Australia, Jamaica, are probably you know. South Africa, perhaps, um, but to really broaden that out, and so we, we see a number of different players um, come into the league, and I think that's really important to um, w- when you think about things from an international level. Oh, kicks off yes. 18th of March. Uh, we can't wait for another magnificent season of Super Netball. Just before we let you go, Sherelle, how are our blue bag is going to go in 2023? <laughs> oh, <please. laughs> I'm always optimistic. Always optimistic. So I'll, I'll certainly be there uh, for the first game. Uh, is that next week? Oh, uh, yes, yes, I it is. To, yep, more to organize some, No, we need to organise. So my dad's actually sitting right beside me at the moment. He's a Tiger supporter, <laughs> oh. so it's always a grudge match in our family. Oh. <laughs> so it'll be, it'll be a good one. So I, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think they'll go really well. Yeah, that's what I'm going, I'm going with, Mario. Good. I don't know how you feel. No, I'm, now I'm full of confidence. You, you know this caper better than I do. You can read this sort of stuff <laughs> way better than me. <laughs> And now that you're full of confidence, I am as well. So thank you very much. Sherelle, hey, uh, thanks for joining us. Congratulations. A huge day. Great, obviously, to have family and friends there. Great, I'm sure, for you to have Joyce Brown alongside as well to be there yeah. to watch the whole yeah. thing. She's meant a lot to you on the way through, obviously. And uh, as we've said on the way through, thoroughly mm. deserved. So congratulations. We look forward to going down and having a look at it. Thanks for your time. Thanks, guys. And now I'm just going to go. My son's just about to start his first over in his grand final of the under 12s. Wow. So I'm just going to jump oh. out and, and, you know, back, straight back down to earth after the day we've had. Now I'm going to go and sit by, sit by the uh, the pitch side and, and watch my son play under 12s cricket. Well, we wish, him all, we wish him all the very best. Maybe he'll have a statue one of these days somewhere. Who knows? Well, yeah, who knows? Thanks, guys. Good really on you. Appreciate Sherelle it. McMahon joining us. Uh, huge day for her and the family. Inglis 106 off 91. Bancroft put down by Henry Thorne at mid-off. A gimme. Absolute. A gimme. Oh, mate. And the son must have gotten his no, eyes did, No, Keith. No. Well, you couldn't. No, Keith. It was harder not to catch than it, it was to catch. Had a tiny bit of sides fit on no, it. But no, so. mate. There's no son. There's no excuse for that. Uh, he put down Bancroft. I think before he got to 50, Bancroft now moved to 60 from 86 and the 31st over. They are going to post anything here. One for 180 WA in the final. Inglis is just completely turning off right now.